Deion Sanders in Colorado landed their quarterback of the future. We're going to po- talk about him and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba, and joining me today is John Garcia Jr. John, we are going to be talking about the recruit we had on just this last week, Danny O'Neill, who committed to Colorado yesterday, uh, Colorado's quarterback of the future. We're going to talk about him, a spring standout, and then we're going to talk about the new mindset around Boulder, which we kind of saw in Dion Coach Prime's first uh, press conference after the spring game. But before we do, I want you guys to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Okay, John, let's go into the, the recruitment of Danny. We um He obviously loved Colorado, went on multiple visits, and he pulled the trigger on yesterday morning uh, around 9 my time, noon your time. Um, just give us a little breakdown of what went on. This was a huge deal for Colorado. This was a prospect who not only is nationally known and coveted, but one who thought he was going to take two, three, four more visits to other schools before shutting it down and and making a verbal commitment. But uh, clearly Danny saw all of what he needed to during his second trip uh, to Boulder. We we talked to him last week, as you mentioned, Kevin, the the first visit was about the introduction, right? What, What is Colorado about? Let's get FaceTime with Dion. Let's get FaceTime with Sean Lewis as people, as coaches. Let's dig into those relationships. So this follow-up trip was really about ball. Uh, it was about the X's and O's with Lewis. It was about watching Dion conduct his first practice as Colorado's head coach uh, and, and spending a lot of time with Prime thereafter. Uh, and that's what really sealed the deal, that that combination of the tangible with Lewis and, and just being around Dion for two days was enough uh, for Danny and his family, which is really important in this decision. So much so that obviously coming out of the visit, uh, as you and I tracked behind the scenes, this was a matter of when and not if Danny was going to pick uh, the Colorado Buffalo. So this is a really big deal. Uh, Northwestern and Illinois were supposed to host him in the coming weeks. And remember, he was fresh off of trips to both Miami and Michigan State. So really those five schools, of course, with Colorado included, we're supposed to be the, in the thick of it for um, O'Neal all the way through the spring uh, where he did want to make an early decision, but not necessarily this early. So I think it says a lot about what is already in place there at Colorado from the coaching perspective. And then from Danny's perspective, I think it says a lot about him and his confidence. This is a kid who has been around the hype twice now uh, and, and, and it hits a little bit differently with spring football. And he wants to jump right into it. You have to love that about a quarterback in particular. You know, Danny, uh, when we went over his skills in that exclusive interview, he talked about the non-physical first. It was his intangibles. It was his intelligence and his competitiveness that, in his opinion, makes him arguably the best quarterback in this class. And, and that competitiveness, I think, shows in droves having committed to Colorado, watching Shador Sanders practice, watching Prime and and all the guys and all the hype, extra media there compared to years past, all of those things, wanting to step into that spotlight, I I do think uh, says a lot about Danny O'Neill, just the person and the competitor before you get to any uh, of the quarterbacking skills. And then 
from the Colorado side, I love the confidence. Uh, we, we talked about it last week, I think. They hadn't offered many quarterbacks. This was a, a very conservative approach from Sean Lewis from the moment he got the job. Two, three quarterbacks got that fresh, updated Colorado offer, and, and O'Neill was one of them. So I think early on this relationship was, was able to blossom, and obviously both sides had enough conviction for the other to greenlight this thing a, a lot sooner than, than maybe all sides expected. So big deal for Colorado, positionally getting your QB1 of the future, but maybe even bigger on the short end, short-term end, now you've got your, your extension of the coaching staff as a recruiter. So I think Danny is going to now hit the ground running for Colorado to help build on this recruiting class that is now back up to five verbal commitments. Uh, so, yeah, it's a heck of a headliner. A lot of QB dominoes are falling all over the country. So big for Colorado to get their guy so that they can move on while O'Neill simultaneously helps to build this class through peer recruiting, which is kind of the underrated element of the recruiting process. Targets love to hear from commits and vice versa to see if they fit, if there's comfort with the team they're going to be joining, because obviously the quarterback is always the headliner. So big fit now and certainly into the future for Colorado. Yeah, and I think the point that we really need to hammer home is that this is Colorado's quarterback of the future. Um, Shadur Sanders has two years left, um, assuming he doesn't depart for the NFL after this season. Um, and so that's that's assuming like he decides to return for a final senior year. Um, but either way, Danny's a junior right now. Um, next year he will be a senior. So that means that by the time he gets onto campus, Shadur will either not be there or he will be a senior. And so Danny is next in line and ready to kind of uh, fulfill he's going to be coach prime's first non uh, son quarterback at the college level um at well outside of his first stint at jackson state where he had a the former florida quarterback but the first quarterback that he recruited that he kind of brought in and was inherited or wanted um so danny kind of gets the the little imaginary like button of like coach prime approved the stamp <laughs> of coach sean lewis and coach prime approved and it's a huge get um i don't think people realize that Outside of Shadur Sanders, the Colorado quarterback room is very inexperienced. And so adding someone like Danny adds more depth. And he adds someone who um, a lot of people are expecting to think a lot of things from. I think his recruiting rating of a three-star will go up as the rankings continue to readjust themselves. And I think he's going to see his name probably rise up to a four-star. Um, wouldn't shock me. Um, the, the godfather of recruiting himself, Steve Wiltfallon, talked about him today and said, he has the the skill set and can navigate the pocket and has a good feel for the game, makes really good decisions, and you plug that in with Sean Lewis's offense and you have the makings of something exciting. And so I think Colorado fans have a lot to be excited about. Obviously, you don't want to rush Shadur out of the building, but this is the quarterback um, post-Shadur, if you will, and there's a lot to be excited about, John. 100% KB, and, and I just think this says a lot about the belief. You know, I know that was more of, of Prime's Jackson State slogan, you know, the I believe stuff, uh, but – this, I think, is a tangible, you know, example of it at Colorado, um, just build, building and believing in the stability of Prime and Lewis there in Boulder. You know, because remember, at the beginning of, of all of the Prime to Colorado conversation, one national narrative was sort of, is Colorado going to be a long term deal for Dion or is this going to be a stepping stone? Is going to be a, a vault up to a different gig eventually? And when we talked to Danny one of the biggest things he was looking for amid all these scholarship offers, well over a dozen, was stability. He wanted to commit to a coaching staff that was going to be in place through the majority of his college career as far as he could project, which means, you know, thorough kid, 
longtime varsity starter, multiple state championships. You know he asked those questions when, when he was in Boulder, either the first time or certainly this past weekend. Uh, and he obviously got answers uh, that, that he liked. So I, I love the battery of, of Prime, Lewis, and now Danny O'Neill into the future. It gives it gives recruiting stability just as much as the commitment, you know, reinforced the potential coaching stability there in, in Boulder. So this is big in, in a lot of ways, as you mentioned, Kevin. And and I like what what my my old colleague Steve Wolfong said uh, about his decision making. That is really in today's game that has become as important a trait at the quarterback position as arm strength or pocket mobility. Or, or anything else, because uh, it really is a point guard in these wide open, faster systems. And we know that's exactly what Sean Lewis wants with his trigger man. So I think that style fits both physically and schematically with what Sean Lewis wants to do. Uh, so that'll be fascinating to watch whenever that Shador Sanders era as QB1 comes to a close. Yeah, I think, too, the Sean Lewis era is fast and requires a lot of smart um, quarterback play. And so Danny's ability and IQ will really help um, make it so there's not that big of a steep drop-off when Shadur Sanders eventually departs because one day it will come, unfortunately, for bus fans and Coach Pribe. I'm sure he wants to coach his son forever, but it's going to come eventually. And Daniel Danny O'Neill, excuse me, will be waiting in the wings. Um, before we move on to uh, Jimmy Horn, who's going to be our spring standout of the first week. I need you guys to know that the tournament is heating up ne- up now and is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. John, we've been talking about the quarterback of the future, but let's talk about the quarterback of the present. One of his new weapons, Jimmy Horn Jr. out of USF, is arguably one of the fastest players in college football, um, has run a verified 4-3-8, I believe was his 40 time, when they were running around during the winter workouts, and he probably could only go faster. Um, he has been tabbed as a standout for spring, um, even though they've only been a part of or only been in spring ball for a few days now. Um, he has been kind of viewed as the guy that's standing out. Coach Prime likes what he's doing. Um, Shadur Sanders likes what he's doing. He's built a relationship with him. Um, can you kind of tell us, give us a little insight on what Jimmy Horn not only brings to the table, and, and does it shock you that he's standing out this early in spring? Definitely doesn't shock me. This is a get the guy, the football by any means necessary type of dynamic athlete hand it to him throw him a bubble screen or let him route up a defensive back much like we saw before spring ball uh in that sort of semi-viral social media post that jimmy put out there so he, he's a threat uh no, no matter how you slice it um the, the physical traits have always been there you mentioned the the tangibly electric speed uh, but now the rapport between him and shador is starting to grow and i think that's really where there was the most unknown, obviously, right? New system, new QB, new everything for Jimmy, unlike it is for some of the JSU transfers. So that was really the conversation, you know, before spring ball started. Hey, this guy has all the tools to be wide receiver one, but we don't know quite yet how comfortable he is with Shador and the offense itself. And the early returns are really positive. And I think what's what's most interesting here is that 
the physical is the physical, right? Go watch him run. Go watch him uh, come out of his breaks, play with a low center of gravity, be electric after the catch. That's easy to see. You don't have to be uh, an NFL GM to recognize that. But both Prime and Shador in the last few days have mentioned the mental capacity to catch up that Jimmy Horn is, has established with Shador and within this offense, meaning it's one rep, and if it doesn't work out, you correct it and you move on. You don't go back to that same rep. And, and I think the fact that both Prime and Shador have pointed that out specifically uh, in the first few days of camp says a lot because we, we always hear about how hard it is for these these quarterback receiver batteries to build chemistry. Uh, I think that's always thought of as a physical deal, but mentally it, it's about, Hey, this is when I break off my route. This is when I want to do this. This is how I like the football. This is how the football comes off of Shador's hands conversely. So all of those things are already starting to click. And I think that's where, you know, you, you think of the season, you want to fast forward all the way to September and, and Shador Sanders is scrambling, you know, now all of a sudden that chemistry with Jimmy Horn just feels like it means that much more because on third and six, when you're out of the pocket and, and you got a guy streaking towards the sidelines, you know exactly where he wants the football and, and how he likes to track it. So that trust between the two and trust is the word that that prime used to describe the relationship, I think is big because we know he's already got it with Travis Hunter. We know he's developing it with everybody else, but there needs to be kind of that clear alpha and, and it's incredibly early, but I think both physically and now we're starting to learn mentally Jimmy Horn's got got all the ability to potentially be that guy. Yeah, and I think there's two things to to note when talking about spring standouts. One, championships aren't won in spring, but you can help prepare for a championship in spring. Two, position battles, they may not always some sometimes they are, I guess one in spring, but they may not be won in spring, but they carry over to fall camp. And so whatever happens in spring kind of carries over and that's where they start off. So if you're wide receiver 1, at the end of spring camp, you will be wide receiver one likely at the beginning of fall camp. And so even though it's only been three days now um, of spring camp, I think getting that initial standout, you're already on the coach's mind. You're on the quarterback mind um, because you already know Shadur and coach prime, even when the, the, they clock out, I'm sure they have discussions about who they kind of like. Um, it's just like a father son thing. I think they probably have a mode where it's like coach player and then they have father son. And I think a lot of life is intertwined in football so even their personal conversations probably have a lot to do with football just me guessing but i imagine that'd be something along those lines and so if they're both talking this highly of jimmy horn i think he's kind of cementing himself as one of the guys already um, we already had those expectations that he would be one of the three guys one of the top two guys because xavier weaver was his running mate at usf he was the top target at usf but this is a new territory um, new offense and jimmy horn has a chance to cement himself as the top guy and he especially has a chance to kind of take advantage of all the people that aren't there yet and so the more reps he gets with shador and the more reps he gets in sean lewis's offense and his shows ability to learn and stand out i think it just kind of propels himself to a, a better role Absolutely. You know, the, the reps, you really can't replace that. I mean, it, it's something that just has to be done. It, it's it's like doing the dishes, right? You, you've got to get that done before you go to bed. Uh, so so that's something that these two look, they were already working on it pre spring. You know, I think that mm -hmm. says a lot as well, because, you know, every single new receiver, every non Travis Hunter out there uh, at Colorado has got to be like, hey, Shador, can we go throw? Can we go do this? Uh, so for Jimmy to have already occupied a chunk of that time, I, I do think say, it says a lot about him as a person, you know, as well. So all of this is, is starting to click. And look, Colorado's going to need it. I know it's early to look ahead, but 
we've talked about it, but Pac-12 is pretty darn good, at least optically going into 2023. Points are, are going to be very much needed in, against any and every opponent. So any type of chemistry or advantage you can build in March is going to be big because sometimes it does reflect, you know, when it when it hits the fan, as they say, uh, when, when the bullets are real in the fall. Yeah, I think for especially for Jimmy Horn, the the more reps you get with QB one, the better you guys' connection is going to be in in a conference full of talented quarterbacks. It's going to be intense. But Jimmy Horn is the guy that is standing out in spring right now, and he's the guy that's kind of, at least for the moment, is kind of getting that lead in the wide receiver race because we've talked about it. Um, I like to look at the trends of coaches and coaches past seasons. Sean Lewis relies on three to four receivers, so you got to be in the top three or four. And we already assume that Travis Hunter is probably going to be some kind of hybrid. So that's one spot. We got Sadie Traore. Yeah. Yeah. Sadie Traore is going to have to be in there as a tight, even though he's a tight end wide receiver hybrid. So then that kind of leaves two spots, if you will. Um, so you have four guys battling for two spots in terms of obviously they're going to get on the field. All these guys are going to get on the field, but who's on the field the most? Who's getting the most targets? Who's getting, who's the first option and stuff like that. So very big uh, spring outing for Jimmy Horn thus far. Um, before we move on to the next part, I want you, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On uh, Buffs your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shaw and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout basketball landscape, throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, John, um, I kind of mentioned it earlier and we'll talk about it again. Coach Prime has talked he talked one time thus far um publicly they had a post practice um little presser and he discussed things such as relationship with Shadur which I wrote about over at Athlon go check that out um he talked about how the practice win how Jimmy Horn's standing out just how everything is going thus far and so I wanted to get your takeaways um from the first comments of coach prime um because mine I have to be honest with you the culture is evident we're 3 days in um Obviously, they've been I – I think people forget, prior to spring ball, Coach Prime is not really involved. He can kind of, like, communicate with the players, like, set text, hey, whatever. They see him. Um, cool. He doesn't get to coach them. It is all, all the strength and conditioning guys and all of the workouts that we saw with uh, Jimmy Horn and Shador and Travis. Those were player ran. Um, That's they kind Coach of, Shador Sanders right there. Coach Shador, yeah. That is Coach yeah. Shador because um, the players run that, and they're the ones who are kind of – choosing to get together. And so this is the first time that coach prime is with the squad. And so to see the, the, even though he hasn't fully been involved yet, because obviously rules pr prohibit him, you kind of see his impact already. Um, they've been talking about, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was that the players graded themselves a C on day one. Um, there was no benefit of the doubt. Like, uh, you know, we kind of, we're learning and we'll get better. It was a hard C. He said that they, they felt like they could have done better. What is your biggest takeaway so far? I, I like just the the openness. Obviously, the access has been phenomenal uh, near and far uh, since Prime arrived in Boulder. But I think how honest he was about even the structure of, of practice says a lot. There's not a lot of coaches, and, and he really dug into the, the specifics, right, the intricacies of the practice schedule. And he's mm -hmm. doing 18 plays with the ones and twos, 16s with the threes. For, for those who are unfamiliar, that is almost unheard of. Um, I know it's early and there's a lot of self-evaluation going on for Colorado, but the threes getting that much run is not something that we typically see at any level of football. But when you think, again, you zoom out and you think of how many new faces 
are here or are there in Boulder, I should say. Uh, and then how much self-scouting has to go down again out, outside of Shador and, and Travis and a couple other folks. This is, you know, a, a 98 person evaluation, you know, every single day. So to see that tangibly implemented from a structure standpoint, I do think it, it says a lot. This is not this is going to be done with work, you know, and it sounds that sounds so stupid when, when it comes out of my mouth. But it has to be done that way. You know, all the flash and, and, and the buzz that has, has been built there is great, but they have to do the work. And that includes the coaches. And Dion has really held the coaches accountable. Whether you see snippets of what they're doing in the meeting rooms or on the field, he's also coaching the coaches. That was my second takeaway. This is an evaluation for everybody, all the way up to, to himself at some point, but both coordinators – and then all the position coaches on down, he's evaluating everyone all at once while everything's supposed to go really fast and there's 98 new faces. I mean, it's really a colossal task that that is underway in Boulder. So to see it this organized and this open early on, I think is, is still pretty darn fascinating uh, early in, in, in spring practice. Uh, but look, there's there's still a long way to go, but that pace is going to start to answer some questions you know that they're trying to go as fast as possible in practice uh so all the qbs are are going to be able to throw to all the receivers uh at some point right so i think that that part of the process and the speed with which it's going down will help maximize the reps which is really not something we hear enough about during spring football um but when you're inheriting a roster and overhauling it all at the same time, you've got to be as open and as quick as you can during the allotted time. Because like you said, it's not like the NFL where there's so much time between coaching staff and player. It's really minimized because, look, school's still going on. There's a lot of rules in place to limit this thing. So to try to get as many reps in as possible is really important, especially early, because while you want to evaluate the top, you also want the bottom layer to kind of work themselves out of the rotation. It's one of those things that's unspoken, but that's what needs to happen because we know there's another portal window coming. We know other recruits are enrolling in the summer, uh, and there's a long way to go between now and fall camp. So all of those systems have to get going simultaneously. So to see it working seemingly well enough that the players are not even grading themselves high, I think is, is an ideal start for Colorado. Yeah, and I think you touched on it. They have to kind of weed out the guys who are probably going to leave. Um, it's not saying that we that they want guys to leave. It just kind of the it's it's business, you know. Um, like you said, there's another transfer portal window opening. There's always there's always a need for more depth at certain positions, whether it be quarterback, offensive line, defense line. There's always room for depth. And Colorado spring practices, it's kind of like a a combination of a first day of school combined with a position battle nonstop and just constant evaluations because there's so many new faces. Um, there's a new staff, new players. And so everybody's battling for respect from Coach Prime. Everybody's battling for a role on the on the roster. And then everybody's just trying to get familiar. And so there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that there's going to be 45 new players. Um, the whole staff is pretty much brand new. And they're all getting used to each other. And so a lot of people are getting used to a lot of new things. And Colorado has a big, I would I'd call it an uphill battle in terms of just I think they'll find success. I think they just have to get over the awkwardness and the weirdness of learning about each other. Um, this is a kind of like, hey, my name's Kevin name tag situation where they probably they probably do have to get familiar with each other still, um, even though they've been working out and stuff. You haven't been familiar with each other on the field. And so I think they just have to learn more about each other. And so 
Um, I do like the accountability though, um, like I mentioned, and then the accountability and just the, the openness, like you mentioned, it's been great for the program and it's a great way for people to kind of learn about the ins and outs of college football, because we usually just get one word answers of, yeah, we worked with the offense for 20 minutes or not one word, but like one sentence, basic answers. We worked for the offense for 20 minutes, worked for the defense, did special teams. And it's like, okay, cool. Dion coach prime is telling us exactly what's happening. Um, so the openness is there. Um, the success will likely be there. And he, we've already seen on the recruiting trail. We've seen Danny O'Neill hop on. We're seeing Jimmy Horn hop on the success wagon, if you will, during spring. And now we're seeing the players come together. And so, great spring first outing i would say for the buffs thus far this has been locked on buffs um i appreciate you guys for listening every day we know john john we know we know you appreciate us um we appreciate you guys and make sure to find us wherever you get your podcasts make sure to like subscribe share um we are going to have some more interviews coming up um recruiting news everything in between everything you need to know here on locked on Buffs. so make sure you follow us and hang out for more um, we will see you guys tomorrow